It's not playing with Lex and Dan. I'm Dan and joined, as always, by Lex. Oh, I thought I was Damon Wayne, so thank you for clarifying. I thought I was Marlon Wayne's, and that was a weird <laughs> dream I had. <laughs> well, one Wayne's or another. We are back again. We are back again. Um, yeah, we, we've been off for, I think we were off for a week in between uh, yeah. there. I missed you. I missed you too. It's it's just not the same when we don't watch a movie together. I know that everyone else has seen. That last <laughs> time, two weeks ago, it was, uh, I, I want to make sure I can remember the title. It's not Evil Dead 3 or 4. No. It was called, um, hang on, I'm going to get there. It's already forgotten. Two uh, weeks. No, I, I remember took. that Bruce Campbell. Uh, yeah. Okay. Geez, I, I was struggling. Oh, Army of Darkness. It's Bruce there Campbell and the Army of Darkness. Versus, versus. versus. But I'll allow, I'll allow it. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is a and, fairly and, different movie this week. Okay, I'm well. I'm prepared. You enjoyed that, and, and hopefully, I will enjoy this week's feature, which I have not seen. I'm hoping to return the favor. All right. Let's. I I realized the other day I was thinking about it, this is this is very much like a cultural exchange. You and I, <laughs> we're like we're uh, we're crossing borders. It's more than Venus people. over here. <laughs> we're bringing peace to the world. And uh, so th- th- you have seen films directed by the Farrelly brothers, but you didn't like them. I think I'm looking down there at the bottom where it's like uh, customers who watch this item also watched. And of the ones down there, which are not all Fairly Brothers movies, um, the one that I know is a Fairly Brothers movie that I have seen is Me, Myself, and Irene, which I think is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, in Me, Myself, and Irene, I liked the uh, the three adopted sons. I thought they were funny. But it's, everything it's else. It's been I a while like. since I've seen it, but I I think the, the, the whole that whole movie is so problematic just for... <laughs> Uh, reasons that I won't bother going into because we could be here all night. Yeah, it's um, a bad but I'm one. I'm coming in with an open mind. And so this I'm one is a shot. as people who saw the episode title already know. There's something about Mary, and uh, I will tell you, it, I believe it's the first Fairly Brothers movie I ever saw, and I saw it in the theater and I enjoyed it so much. I saw it in the theater again and then again and then a fourth time, and that was the first and only time I saw the same movie in the theater more than once. The only movie I have seen that many times, I've seen, there's probably a couple movies I've seen like twice in the movie theater, um, but the only one that I think goes beyond twice is, I believe I saw The Phantom Menace four or five times. <laughs> Are you there's a whole self-delusion angle in there that I don't really, I mean, if, tune into the incomparable, yeah, tune into the incomparable episode about The Phantom Menace, and I think I go into more depth as to my tortured, my tortured history with it. So um, what do you know about There's Something About Mary? Um, I do know some of the cast. I know that Cameron Diaz is, I believe, the titular character. She is, um, she is something. Um, yes, she is something. She's theirs. Uh, <laughs> And I know that Ben Stiller is, I think, the love interest. He's interested in her. I believe, and I could be wrong about this, but at least in my worldview, this was Ben Stiller's breakout role as a major motion picture comedy star. I I will be happy to discuss Ben Stiller with you after this movie because I actually have, I will name my favorite Ben Stiller roles, but I won't do it now. Okay. Um, And let's see, what else do I know about this? Um, Do you know the iconic movie poster and the gag associated with it? I believe there is something to do with hair gel. Okay. But it's not hair gel. 
and I'm not gonna say what it is because it's a family friendly show. <laughs> okay, so you do know it's not. This is not a family family friendly episode of the show. It's a hard. I, I do on. know that I'm I'm familiar with that scene. Okay, um, but I really I'm thinking about it. Is there a scene like where he gets like a fish hook in his mouth too, or something? Sure. There's something okay. along those lines. We'll see. I saw something like that happen to one of my cousins, so that's a terrible thing. <laughs> oh, boy. That's awful. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it matches up in uh, in motion picture stuff to reality. Now, um, you know the genre of the film. Yes. This is this is farcical comedy, we could say. Oh, I was going to go with 70s murder mystery. <laughs> you're right. Oh, it's the, it's basically the, a, a sequel to The French Connection. Yeah. You're saying. But no, you're right. It's a comedy. And I think it was the first, I, I don't want to give anything away here, but I think it was like the first or among the first of the, the modern era of kind of, I don't want to say shock comedies because that's not it, but like, um, like I can't believe they went there comedies. Yeah, transgressive, line cross. I mean, we saw some of that with some of the earlier movies that we saw for their period, right? Right. There were probably elements of Beverly Hills Cop, as we discussed, that were crossing lines in the 80s. Right. But this is, so what year is this? That's a great question, and I'm glad I told you to ask me that. And I'm yeah, not I, answering I slowly only because I am this is carefully typing. This softball right here. There's something about Mary IMDb into my location bar. It's from 1998 is okay. the answer All I right. had offhand. That, that would be the year I'm guessing, uh, knowing you, and like me, are roughly the same age. We both graduated high school that year, I believe. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I did graduate in 98. So that's... Um, that's yeah. I feel like I that sounds about right. I was gonna I was gonna say late nineties. And you know, this came out in July of ninety eight. So we were we were high school graduates at this point. And, uh, and what better I, way to celebrate? Right. What better way to celebrate than by watching this movie over and over again? Which is what apparently I did. All right. Well, I'm I'm ready to get this get this done. Let's I, watch. I do want to say just final warning. This is another one that I haven't seen in years. But unlike Beetlejuice, where I hadn't seen it in years and I kind of had a nostalgic love, I still remember things about this movie that made me laugh. Now I can't promise it's aged perfectly, but if if this doesn't at least mildly amuse you, then I have to go back to the drawing board in terms of what to show you next time around. Well, I'm I'm intrigued. Let's see what happens. It's time to mildly amuse you. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, good. So we loaded up the movie on Amazon where the movie is streaming. I think it's like three or four bucks to stream along with us. And uh, if you click the link that's on the incomparable website where uh, Not Playing Lives, uh, we get filthy, dirty, rich. So feel free to do that. Well, we get filthy. <laughs> and where have you paused? There's something I there. I have paused right after the 20th Century Fox fanfare and logo <laughs> have faded out. And I'm so when I do that on Amazon, at least it shows one fifty eight forty remaining. That sounds pretty good to me. So let's spend the next two hours together, Dan. Ah, uh, sounds delightful. All right, we'll press play in three, two, one. Ah, oh, Comic Sans, no. God, I know all the lyrics by heart, but I won't sing along. I think this may be still in the period where I liked Cameron Diaz. <laughs> yes, I think that's fair. Do you know who that is? I have no idea. That is the musician Jonathan Richmond. I did not know him prior to this movie, oh, but now I know him. Oh, good. I'm sure he's very happy that you know that. Jeffrey Tambor. I do like Jeffrey Tambor. I just love this Marky movie has Post? A, a Greek chorus. 
I like Marky Marky Post, who I really only recall from Night Court. Mm. Good ref. I like that show a lot. That's a good show. Now, if you're not paying close attention to the lyrics, you're missing all the important exposition. Specifically, there's something about Mary. <laughs> Took two people to write this? <laughs> you already are unhappy. <laughs> ah, it's of an age where Ben Stiller could semi-convincingly play a high school student. <laughs> semi. Me too, man. Me too. That is cool. <laughs> it is stiller, it is stilleriest. now the Farrelly brothers have many female protagonists named mary i don't know the origin but i'm sure there is one it's a really common name (laughs) that could be it I own those pants that Cameron Diaz is wearing. Yeah, I bet. Oh my God, is that? It's Willie Garson. I think they're lying. Yeah, they're lying. (laughs) 
These guys are not very nice. I'm getting that. Ah, oh, high school. You just got served. So served. <laughs> See now they're talking about football, Dan. I know that's not one particular reference is, that lands for is you. Is Joe Montana from Montana? <laughs> yes. They call him Joe Montana there. we've all been there trying to impress a woman dan oh yeah we've all gotten hernias (laughs) (laughs) this is usually the part in high school where i woke up i know can you imagine you're in high school and cameron diaz asks you to prom And this is where the movie ends. It's it's (laughs) happily ever after for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and then he so retired. much money to be made. <laughs> of all the business models out there, it's not the worst. Was that actually a cool tuxedo even in 1980? No. 
Why is it that people in high school movies always wear the worst tuxedos? It's a good question. Look at the ruffles on the sleeves is all I'm saying. That is a bummer. Brutal. Wow. Been there. With the uh, Rubik's Cube and everything? Oh, yeah. It's the 80s. They want to make sure you understand. We are in the 80s, people. (laughs) We are telegraphing this as subtly as possible. Oh, that is Keith David. I love Keith David. He is so good in this. And this was like the first thing I really knew him from. So every role he has now, I compare to this role. I knew him as the voice in the animated series Gargoyles because I'm a nerd. Nice. You are a nerd. He's everywhere. He is. And he has great lines in this movie. <laughs> that guy should that guy should be fired. <laughs> I hear him say that all the time. He meant well. <laughs> I'll help her fix her dress if you know what I mean. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you sew? Do you know how to sew? Yeah. I did have a moment of like, wow, everything's going surprisingly well for him. Now, try not to think too hard about the physics of the house in this scene, because it doesn't really make any sense. (laughs) 
<laughs> How much did he drink? He had a he ate some liquid courage before the uh, the big prom night. Are you one of those guys who has a hard time watching The Office? Yes. Sorry about that. Oh. As far as I'm concerned, this film's comedy holds up as well as I was hoping. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> What's the mom from? What? You feel like after all that time they have to give you a visual and you get the payoff. Uh, 
Oh, this is just... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, God. Flex. 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 <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. I already loathe you. <laughs> it's going to leave a mark, yes. <laughs> and he's going to lose all that money. Oh, it's true. I never even thought about that. See, you've opened my ass to something new. This is the worst, Lex. <laughs> this is the worst, you said? I just, I have, I have such a hard time with cringing, cringeworthy comedy. So we're in the modern era now. It's fine. Richard Jenkins? Yes. He's a good therapist. Understands the business. <laughs> like there was even a question yeah well yeah that's a dumb question <laughs> make cookies on demand this is very, very liberated. Yeah. I love that line. <laughs> Each day's better than the next. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was love. That's definitely not a stalker thing. No, that's the right idea. It's true. Happened to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Dillon should win an award just for that mustache. <laughs> I think he did. Did you watch Entourage? Yes. He did. he his brother <laughs> is this character. I feel like Kevin Dillon. Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit like Bruce Campbell here. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> this would this would all be really obviated today by Facebook, right? Right. This is a pre-Facebook era. I liked this movie so much, I bought the company. No, I bought the soundtrack. Wow. It was the 90s. A lot of mistakes were made. (laughs) It's true. That's a big goddamn dog. Yes. The Great Dane? No, that's Jeffrey Tambor. (laughs) Is he Danish? (laughs) Yes. He's undercover. So it's been what, 12 years or something? Yeah. Since Ben Stiller met her. It was 12 years later that I fell in love with Cameron Diaz. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> forgot all about Magda.
I believe that. All she does is good, Dan. <laughs> she does drive an SUV, though. So right, she's she's, a she's bit killing there. the world. <laughs> Jesus, Matt Dillon, would to kill you to get another button for that shirt? He's undercover, just not under his shirt. so to speak. Wow, Sarah Silverman? Yeah. She was not known at the time. It's Condi Alexander from News Radio. Yes, it is.
I hate Brett. That guy's a dick. <laughs> it's too bad she couldn't afford a shirt that fits though it's embarrassing i feel now laundry can be tri- troubling totally that bag is full of weed <laughs> what bag isn't She's one of those gets undressed without closing the windows, people. Yeah, all over the place. We call them Freedmans. Maybe. Smooth operator. I mean, he was good. It was a good play. How many times has Matt Dillon done this? <laughs> They're all in cahoots. So you thought, wrongly, Dan, that you had seen the last of Jonathan Richmond on guitar. Oh, was I incorrect? You were. Hanging out in Ben Stiller's bedroom? <laughs> wow, he kept A, he had a picture. B, he kept it? Yeah. I don't know how he got the picture, but he did keep it. 
He's trying to block out the music. <laughs> Why won't this guy shut up when I'm trying to daydream about Mary and sleep? I love those moments. He's a terrible liar. When I say he's a terrible liar, I mean in the worst way possible. <laughs> like a terribly evil liar. Uh, also, what about the four kids? <laughs> I feel like this movie is before Stiller was famous enough to hire a personal trainer. Like, he doesn't look overweight or anything. He just doesn't look built. Uh, no reason for him to. Right. He's an everyman. She could say thank you and it wouldn't kill her.
Yeah, Nep- Nepalese is the magic word. Yeah, women are so easy. They love men for their Nepals. He bought Nepal? And I'm a detective. Boom. You just got private investigated. <laughs> he did play he did pay close attention. doing so well. They made it a 1-300 just because they were worried that people might try to call it if it was a 1-800. Yeah, they probably did try to call it anyway. It's Willie Garson again. <laughs> you didn't think to mention that? My dad is an orthopedic surgeon.
What? <laughs> why? Who would do that? <laughs> Jerks. I like that this is where your belief refused to stay suspended. <laughs> oh, now she's your Mary. <laughs> You're so, so smart and so dumb at the same time. Language. Yeah, super. Only saw the first 10 minutes. I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch it with Cameron Diaz or you. We are very similar. Figuring out a way. Bacon. All right, close enough. You got the general idea. Dogs don't know it's not bacon. Or tranquilizer. You're not supposed to chew the pill, dog. No one ever told the dog that. His veterinarian is very... Really, the mustache should include them in. <laughs> you would think. This... <laughs> that's a, that's a pre ironic hipster mustache too. Magda is a strange character choice. Totally killed the dog. (laughs) 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 Oh. 
It's just a, the rising heaves of a dog's chest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the thing is, this is a real stunt dog. One animal harmed during the making of this film. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Ripped from the headlines. Oh, her friend Tucker's there. Fifty-fifty <laughs> shot. <laughs> Nailed it. Couldn't have read a book on architecture. <laughs> well played. Nailed it again. Well Keeps cool under pressure.
Do you know this actor? Shave off a minute. Do you know who this actor is, by the way? I recognize him. It's Harlan Williams. This was Harlan the first thing Williams. I saw him in. Okay, right, right, right. He did this... a terrible show called Boston Comics. Yes, he did. He was on that show. It's a terrible show. He played the, like a janitor? Yes. Something along with that guy who's like really dopey looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not six. Oh, man. I say this to my wife all the time, and she has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yes, they're cactus car seats. You I, nailed you it, pay, sir. You have to pay extra for that. <laughs> now, what have we learned about rest stop? <laughs> oh, that's right. Live cops.
seen it, haven't seen it. <laughs> One out of two. I'm shocked that the the I'm shocked that the Fairley brothers have heard of Harold the Monk. <laughs> I think they know what they're doing.
Uh-oh. He almost had his name right. <laughs> Rhymes. Close <laughs> enough. What what did that accomplish? Uh, I'm not prepared to answer that question. Why did he wait so long? What? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's like a cut scene in there or something. Yeah, I don't understand what happened there.
He's got like herpes or something, doesn't he? I don't know. What? <laughs> She's not your Mary, you chauvinist pig. That's the thing you're going to see, Sapom, for being chauvinism here? Yes. Didn't he send him? <laughs> Two. Perfect. That dog is the most morally right creature in this entire movie. Double blind. <laughs> he got her, but good. Twice. <laughs> this is a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> what the? It's <laughs> not even how you play normal football. <laughs> 
Where? He only just noticed him. <laughs> the coveted throat punch. Yeah, but then you have to incriminate yourself. What? The? <laughs> OMG. Picked up something better for an approach than than a hoodie. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is funny. It's hilarious.
Ouch. Wow. <laughs> ah, she got that from her dad. Like father, like daughter. Uh, too strong. Too strong. Yes, he thought it was too strong, but it totally worked. <laughs> God, that drummer just kills me. He's having a good time. He's not even fake playing them. Oh, I get it. It's the name of the movie. Oh, I hadn't even I noticed that. Never noticed that. You've seen it like four times. Yeah, I've seen it so many more than four times. Four times in the theater. Sorry. Ah! I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? (laughs) 
I thought she wasn't going to meet him tonight. Those guys are never going to be friends. No, no, Tucker. We've been over this. <laughs> hey, it's the Cardozo. That's where Ben Stiller is staying. Oh, yeah. Almost forgot. It was Miami, right? Yeah. What do you think of Miami? I'm a fan. Eh, it's all right. <laughs> it's a weird, it's like LA in that it's got a little bit of a, it's a weird, feels fake. I hear you. God, his face. So bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since I took biology. Yeah, well, this is science. (laughs) The Chris Elliott role was originally Neil deGrasse Tyson. (laughs) I knew he was full of shit You did? I did, I had a suspicion I didn't catch it the first time too convenient.
There is something about her. <laughs> no one in this movie is an architect! <laughs> Speak for yourself, my friend. <laughs> you mean I didn't kill all those people? <laughs> they give IDs to pizza delivery guys? Why not? movie is increasingly strange oh Jesus we're gonna get through this together The reason I like this movie, Dan, is because it's very classy. Classy movie. Careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Who does that?
<laughs> Great segue. <laughs> That's the worst fake American accent ever. I guess she fixed her hair at some point. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Soulmates. <laughs> okay. I find casual marijuana use in films unsettling. Really? That's the thing that bothers you about this movie? The only thing. Should have learned by now. You'd think. Again? With the dog? Didn't they learn a lesson? No. I mean, the dog handled it fine. This is way too many, though. Yeah. I'm just saying one was enough to knock him out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
It's a good shot. I think you'd notice if you're drinking a margarita. <laughs> But not quite. Gonna try to use face now. Have you seen this movie before? <laughs> have you ruined I'm, the whole conceit of this podcast? I may have seen that. They got a lot of use out of that rubber dog. Again, I told you, there is a single stunt dog. <laughs> hey, Army of Darkness callback. Yes. <laughs> what is it with his penis? <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> No one's concerned about the guy who just got his junk not off. No. <laughs> Propeller heads. Good choice. They work things out, man. <laughs> the best part of this, I made a Shirley Basie joke before we started this podcast, and this is actually a Shirley Basie singing. <laughs> well, well done. Hey, remember uh, National Lampoon's Vacation? I do. <laughs> so all of their relationships are based on lies in this movie. <laughs> I mean, are there any that aren't? Oh, it's a deeper question than there's something about Mary's prepared to answer. 
Don't his don't touch his ear. Don't touch his ear. <laughs> He'll be fine. He can walk that off. He got an ice cream. <laughs> he is a good boyfriend you can't deny that See where this is going. It happened to my cousin's scalp. His uh, three-year-old daughter did it. I'm so sorry. She <laughs> just went through it through his teeth. Did go get your go get your mother. <laughs> did anybody survive? Everybody survived. The five-year-old daughter was very sad. She's like 21 now, though, so we can look back and laugh. I hope so. Yeah, it doesn't sound good when she says it that way. It really doesn't. I found that really moving. 
It's because it had the music under it. She has bad luck. Yeah. That was a signed baseball. It was. It's a good thing you held on to that because you might have forgotten where. Oh. Wait, where do you get the address? His, uh, his hive ridden buddy gave it to him. He got the address of where Healy was staying in Florida. Oh, I must have missed that. You could pay some freaking attention, it wouldn't kill you. What'd you say? I said you could pay some freaking attention and it wouldn't kill you. If you smash that bottle, it'll be a lot more dangerous. It's made out of plastic. His teeth look terrible. <laughs> if you microwave that bottle, it'll be a lot more dangerous. Now that you pointed out how bad his American accent is, it's all I can hear. <laughs> it's pretty bad.
Lex. Yes. Might have spoiled something for myself. I was looking to see who who plays various people in this movie. You son of a bitch. It's such a good reveal and you've ruined it for yourself. Well, didn't he also theoretically ruin some of that? Who? Didn't he do stuff later on? Bad stuff? I was trying to remember. A little bit. What? What? Swoogie. That thing by his eye, I can't even look at him in these scenes. What is going on? So did he just find Ted on by luck? So in the beginning, they do talk about Woogie's being from a remote school district. Yeah, it's a little weird. No, no, no. He's from a remote school district. He went to school. Remember, he heard about Ted's adventures from, you know, only a few school districts away. And they said that she was dating some Woogie fella from a few school districts away. Hmm. Ha <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm really mad at you for ruining this for yourself. Didn't hit him when he went to his ear. What does it mean? <laughs> he got uh, 16 Oscars for this role, by the way. Every one of them earned? Oh, yeah. That's some terrible fake crying. (laughs) This was way before the acting lessons.
In case you forgot how the movie went. <laughs> whoa, 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 we're jumping around now. <laughs> this is Cameron Diaz, just in case you don't remember. <laughs> remember the pretty girl in this movie? What? Come again? The heck you say? Excuse me? You're fucking with me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Bravo for that line. That may be my favorite. (laughs) That's a reason not to marry someone? Apparently. <laughs> this is also, also feel like bad lip syncing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dan, I would tell you that I have some good news for you, but the movie's not really over yet. Well, even as we watch the cast sing and dance to Build Me Up Buttercup, I do have some good news for you. Would you like to hear what it is? Um, uh, sure. You, my friend, have finally seen There's Something About Mary. That, you know, it's good that it happened. Now, I heard you laugh at multiple occasions throughout this film. What the? (laughs) They were uh, actually dating during the filming of the film. Oh, yeah? The filming of the film. The film filming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I want to tackle Brett Favre. There was not a lot of Jeffrey Tambor. No, most of his plot got cut out. You can read all about it sometime. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. There were there were some redeeming elements. I'll give you that. So that uh, doesn't leave me feeling confident about uh, whether, whether you enjoyed the movie or not here. I mean, I enjoyed parts of it. I think that they it, it ended up being a little bit more uh I'm trying to think of the right <laughs> uh a little a little more <laughs> respectful and nicer than i thought it was going to be in terms of i thought the ending redeemed a lot right 
because you know this is so much of this is like this is awful <laughs> like you know so not, not in terms of like necessarily quality but like just like oh god i feel awful about this whole thing right right like There's, it's so awkward it's so cringeworthy yes. that you spend a lot of time being like oh god keith david's wig there by the way awesome so like the beginning of the movie uh the the flashback to high school that yeah. that starts the whole thing is is more cringe inducing than most of the rest of the movie. Like True. Ted has a very very bad time at, at on prom night, <laughs> which I, I I just have trouble with watching that sometimes. It's like yeah. you know the through your fingers like, um, and I <laughs> good for Richard Jenkins. <laughs> just in case uh, everybody wonders why we're laughing through this, we're still watching the end credit sequence as they uh, <laughs> they sing "Build Me Up Buttercup." Um. Uh, you know, I think the fact that, you know, he does the not dick move at the end there counts for a lot. Very, right? yes, very redemptive. <laughs> um, no, I, I totally agree. Hey, that's not his original death scene because the drummer's not there. Well, he also didn't fall over backwards. True. But so what I what I think I like about this movie and where I think the Fairley brothers don't always succeed is that it mixes a whole lot of different kinds of comedy. And we've talked about this with some other movies we watched during the uh, during this show. Um, because it's, you know, there's a lot of slapstick happening, but there's also yep. a lot of, you know, dialogue-based humor and situational comedy and all kinds of things working together and that's that's what I like about it. Yeah, I think some of the some of that gets overshadowed by some <laughs> of the more, you know, uh, uh, more blatant comedy, right? Um, because you know when there's terrible things happening on the screen, and you're so occupied with like, oh god, I can't believe that's happening. Like you miss lines of dialogue. <laughs> um, because you're right, there's clever stuff in there. That's why I had to see the movie four times in the theater. <laughs> I just I feel like I couldn't watch that. I couldn't watch that opening scene four times. Well, see, once, you, once you've so... been through it, it's it's so much easier because then you, like I said, you don't you, have to anticipate anything you right. know like it's the anticipation really kills you like i said to you as we were watching it like don't think about the physics of their house because somehow although he's in their house he can look across a courtyard <laughs> into the yeah. window where she's getting they have a very really nice house but uh i don't know i i just find i think it's and i, I was made a slight reference while we were watching but i feel like it's the first role where ben stiller defines his ben stillerishness and i know that before we watched you said you wanted to uh to talk to me about your favorite Ben Stiller movies. Well, I, I have two favorite Ben Stiller movies, I think, in terms of I have the my favorite movie with him as a straight man, um, which is Zero Effect. Have you ever seen that? I have not. I, I considered putting it on our list, but the problem is, you know, in terms of movies that's like everybody's seen that. Nobody's seen that movie. It's a great movie. It's a cult. It's kind of a cult movie. Um, right. It's a movie about a private eye played by Bill Pullman. Um, it's a very small movie. Uh, it's really good though. So I, I suggest may, maybe in a later season, maybe we'll do more and more obscure movies or maybe you'll go watch it on your own at some point. But Ben still plays the straight man role against Bill Pullman, which is actually pretty cool. Okay. Um, and then my like total polar opposite end of the spectrum for that is Zoolander. Yeah. Which I think is brilliant. See, I, I, my hope was if you were a person who likes Zoolander that you could like this too, although obviously very different tones. They're very different tones. I think Zoolander's a little more clever and it plays a little bit more with... Um, it's well, it's just it's a little bit way wackier, right? There's like there's no basis in the real world whatsoever, right? I wouldn't say what was the first descriptor you used. You said it's way. I said clever, and that was not the right word. Okay, because I would challenge you. On I, it. I think that it is it is more divorced from reality, and so 
it doesn't get in my head as much that I have no animals were harmed in making that film. Good to know. Uh, it doesn't. It, I don't spend as much time being distracted about thinking about things like oh, the physics of their house, right? Because like it's so patently ridiculous. Right. Right. Well, I would say that this is probably my favorite Ben Stiller movie, believe it or not. And okay. I don't know, like Meet the Parents. I liked a lot, especially because that was one of the first times, with maybe the possible exception of Analyze This, where Robert De Niro was really trying to be funny. Um, but meet the meet the parents gets too uh, farcical for me, like in a way that feels out of keeping with itself. So I don't know what my next I favorite Ben Stiller would be. All of Meet the Parents, I've seen parts of it here and there. Um, Tropic Thunder is very good. I actually have not seen that, and I put that on my list recently because it, it was one that came out. And it, like when it came out, I was like, oh, I really want to see that, and somehow I just <laughs> didn't get a chance to. Because uh, I knew that, like ten years later, I'd be doing a podcast. Right, you might as well say finally catch up on it. I, um, I honestly, though, so I mean, I, I do think that Ben Stiller gives a very nice performance. You and I pointed out near the end his crying jag doesn't really work. No, but again, that's I, I feel like it was not intended to be believable. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But I feel like he he really nails the awkward stuff, and I like I say, I think it's one of his first times doing it. He's, I think that Cameron the Diaz, day, uh, he's the modern day Woody Allen, right. I feel like Cameron Diaz has never been more lovable. I mean, her character is flawless in the film, which doesn't hurt matters, right? Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Matt Dillon just, I feel Dillon like, is a tour Matt de Dillon does kind of kill it. I, I agree. I, I, I like Matt Dillon. I, I kind of, I feel like he's better in the lighter comedic roles than he is in, like, the heavy dramatic stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, because, I don't know. I don't, although in this movie, I do feel like you're right. He's totally channeling his brother's character from Entourage. Right. Although this predates that. But because I, I saw the movie first and then years later saw Entourage. I, I watched most of Entourage in 2013 and 2014. And I I had to constantly remind myself that it wasn't meant to. No, those <laughs> look a lot alike. Yeah. Especially well, the with mustache. the mustache. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. Um, what was I going to say about, uh, there's something else about Ben Stiller. Oh, I, I liked, um, I saw the secret life of Walter Mitty last year. That's, I just saw that uh, a couple days ago on an airplane. Uh, I actually kind of liked that movie. I did like that. I was going to say that it probably ranks in my top five. I would put it in ben there. Yeah. Movies, yeah. I, it, I was surprised because I've, I actually have read the short story on which that was based years ago. Cause many years ago there was, I think they, they've tried to make that movie for a really long time. And I think. Jim Carrey was supposed to be in it. Like, that's how old it was. Jim Carrey was still a guy who could headline movies. Um, and uh, I read the short story, which is very, very different. Like, they sort of take the crux of it and expand it. But I thought that the it was a good, great-looking movie. He directed that, too, I believe, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yes, he did. it was a great-looking movie. I thought it was really well-directed, and I, I really liked it. I thought that was – I was surprised with how much I ended up enjoying it because it was one of those movies where I saw the trailer and was like, oh, that's a really good trailer. That movie's probably going to suck. And I went to see it, and I was like, actually, that movie was pretty good. I will say I thought Kristen Wiig was really, really good in it. She was, yeah. It, like, because she's normally playing – it's good that we're talking about the movie we just watched, but she's normally <laughs> playing such, you know, uh, SNL-esque characters. And this she one was like, it was like a real person. She's got, she's got range. And I think, you know, given the ability to do that, like more, you know, realistic stuff, she can actually, she holds up very well. Um, so back to, back to this movie. So I have interesting facts for you that I oh, read about before we watched. We've reached the interesting facts portion of the show. Well, so this, the, there were two that I really loved that I was excited to tell you about afterwards. First of all, when they dropped Ted on the stretcher, when he's, we've got a bleeder, and he's on the stretcher going to the ambulance, they weren't supposed to drop him. It was not, it was not scripted. So they immediately cut to make sure the Ben Stiller is, you know, okay. And then they left it in because it was pretty funny. And uh, 
what I think will help you understand maybe where they were coming from with this movie. Uh, after the financial losses suffered from Kingpin, 1996. Oh, I've seen part of that. <laughs> I hated it. The Farrelly brothers thought their next film would probably be their last. So they decided to go all out and deliver the most hysterically black comedy they could dream up. And then uh, that was There's Something About Mary. I think that the, you know, the thing that I have trouble with here, which I also kind of had trouble with in Me, Myself, and Irene, is like their their take on certain things is definitely not... Uh, I mean, if you want to say it one way, not PC. Yes. If you want to say it another way, not very sensitive. Right. Um, but I, th- I think it's that they tricky. are I sensitive, mean, but their yes storytelling no, shows that, yeah. It's hard to say, right? Because I think you're right about that to a certain extent. Um, and part of it may also be we're viewing this in the lens of 2014 instead of 1998. And as we saw with movies that we watched from like the 80s and 90s, like right. what where that line is moves based on the sort of prevailing you know, winds of the time in terms of like, there are plenty of things you could get away with in the 1980s, which people might kind of might look slightly askance at, but were kind of acceptable, which you could not get away with today. Um, at least you would have to be doing it not in a casual way. You would have to be doing it to make a point about like, this person is a terrible person because they use slurs and, and, you know, refer to people right. insensitively. <laughs> Whereas in the 1980s, you could offhand use like a, you know, a slur for a homosexual and nobody would really blink at right. it. But so like the the joke is on Matt Dillon when he describes the, you know, the, the mentally challenged people that Cameron Diaz works with in various horrible ways. Like right, he's the right. punchline. Although, I mean, obviously you're laughing because the words he says are so offensive and ridiculous. But like <laughs> when he's trying to win her over by talking about his work with that community... That scene kills me because he's so bad at it. And I was watching Cameron Diaz a lot this time because I knew what he was going to say. And they do, I think, a decent job at having her emote like, wow, these things you were saying are horrible, but we're in polite society and I'm going to try to go along with it a little bit yeah, as much as yeah. I can. So I, I liked what they were doing there. But I it's, understand. It, You're right. It, it's it's it's, it's a fine line to walk. And sometimes I think they do okay with it. And sometimes I think they might go too far. But I understand that, you know, that's also you could say that about a lot of comedy. Yeah, that's true. Um, I will say I really enjoy uh, Jonathan Richmond in this movie, the mm. musician, the guitarist. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, as as many people who know me know, Dan, I'm a fan of comedy music, and I found the songs themselves funny, and I found the whole conceit funny that it's like the the three women in Little Shop of Horrors who were singing and omniscient about everything that's happening. I just like that they're always there and around and ready to sing about Ted. And that, I think that was part of what slayed me about the film overall. It's very much, if you were, if you had seen the script or the film without them, you would not suspect, Oh, you know, the thing that the Farrelly brothers should add to this movie is a guitarist and a poorly (laughs) synced drummer standing next to him. And yet they do. It does. It does work. I'll give you that. I was trying. To, it, I feel like it reminds me of some device I've seen in a different movie, but I'm having a really hard time placing it. So mm, that's podcasting I, gold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you a story. Yeah, it's a funny story. I got in a car, drove to Miami. <laughs> I like that scene. That's and uh, there's some funny stuff in there. I'm not. I'm not disputing that. They wanted Steve Young in the movie uh, as the uh, quarterback, but uh, he is a. A, a fairly observant Mormon and wasn't okay with some of the movie's themes. Sure, sure, that'll uh, happen. But so if you had to rank it, you know, either in the the canon of not playing movies or just oh, in terms of sure. how much you liked it overall, one to ten, I don't know. Where, where I can't tell exactly. <laughs> um, I think in terms how many mice. Of, how many mice? Uh, now we're crossing over into work territory. I can't do that. <laughs> um, 
I think in terms of the movies that we watch, I, I might actually rank it above uh, Vacation. Just because it's less... It, it, the problems with Vacation, so much of it is just dated. Yes. Um, and it doesn't update as well. Uh, and so, I, again, I definitely laughed at, at many points of it. I would also probably rank it above... Um, who framed Roger Rabbit? Wow, and, okay. And Beetlejuice. Yes. <laughs> I drank everything. Beetlejuice <laughs> didn't do very well. It's a shame. Um, so it's, it's in the middle. It's, it's in the middle. So, okay. It's not, so we didn't, yeah. We, and you, and I, I heard you laughing, and I took that as a vote of confidence. Uh, there, there were definitely funny things. It's, it's tough because, as we talked about, you know, our sense of humor is occasionally, or, like, we, we over, we're like a Venn diagram. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we are. We, and and there's definitely overlap in the things that we find funny, and some of them come up here. Uh, <laughs> I feel like everything I'm saying just is going to come across as like vaguely insulting. No, it's fine. No, I get it. Like, um, I will say, and they're obviously very different movies, but we're we're working with a limited catalog when we just talk about movies that we watched on this podcast. But um, uh, now I can't think of what it's called. The 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 Bruce Willis movie we watched most recently, Hudson Hawk. Hudson Hawk. All I could think of was the. Uh, that that really weird, I think Coen Brothers movie that also has H's in the title, the Hudsucker Proxy, um, Hudson Hawk. Uh, I feel like, I mean, obviously, very very different movie, but a similar mix of comedic elements where there's like sure. dialogue comedy and slapstick comedy and music comedy and so yes, like that's, yes, fair point. That's when I first started thinking about it as, as a potential to show you. Oh, well, that's right. I mean, you know, and and I remember when this came out and it was such a huge hit. And certainly being an 18-year-old at that time, like everybody else, it seemed like, was talking about it. <laughs> so, you know, I, here I am only 16 years later, finally catching up. Well, the reason the movie did so well is because I saw it many, many times. Yeah, that's right. You, you really did contribute to that. I was going to say, when the, um, in, on Amazon here, they've suggested like a bunch of other movies, many of which are Fairly Brothers movies. Um, but I didn't notice they had the, um, at least one Judd Apatow movie on that list, too. And I think, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of overlap there, too, I think, in the sort of Judd, Judd Apatow oeuvre. Right, I don't the think Farrelly that the, the current Judd Apatow oeuvre exists without the Farrelly brothers. I think he is inspired by them on the, on the going over the line again and again spectrum. That's my well, take. Yeah, I mean, he's, got, I mean, he's been around for a long time. Right, like Freaks and Geeks right. is like back in 2000. So that's but not that was very yet. much that's... not this, you know, yeah, not, not well, sure, the sure. It's not the, it's not the, Yeah, it's not the movie version that you know him from. I mean, and I've, I find some of his stuff very funny. And I find some of his stuff doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Um, but it's a similar sort of thing. Like, I don't. I kind of see what he's going for. It doesn't always doesn't always tickle my funny bone. I hear you. Well, so let me ask you this: ask What are we me watching that. next week? I'm glad that you asked. I thought about a lot of different movies, um, and I think I landed upon one that we um, I did discuss with you. And it turns out that you may have. We're gonna we're gonna sort of usher it oh, in as a, wow. Yeah, we're we're, we're, shift, see, we're switching genres. <laughs> we're switching genres wildly at this point because <laughs> so many of the things that I I considered. Um, I feel like the problem I'm running into is movies where I feel like you should have seen it. Like, there's a lot of great movies I'd like to show you, but not necessarily movies that would people would be like, you haven't seen that? Right. It's more like movies that's like, oh, yeah, I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you know, cult movies, right? Like, even Army of Darkness, I feel like, is a cult movie, but it's one that has a very vocal following. Yeah. Um, but we're going back more mainstream. Okay. Um, and I believe that you technically... We're going we're gonna to allow it and say that you haven't seen this, even though, from what I understand... You might have seen part of it and fallen asleep. That's right. I was in the theater. It's impressed me that you saw this in the theater because it came out when I believe we were 10. Yeah, I went with my parents and their best friends. 
and it was like they couldn't get a babysitter, so they took me, assuming I would fall asleep, and I did. <laughs> okay. Well, so we're going to, for all intents and purposes, say that you have not seen that, which is the 1990, I would say blockbuster, mm-hmm. uh, The Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. know Sean Connery, and that's just about it. Okay, well, that's not bad. Oh, um, and Submarines. Yeah, good call. Uh, Nailed pulp- it. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're all over this. Um, well, I so will look forward to that. I hope that you are looking forward to it. And I think I read today, uh, it is it is Monday as we record this, you get a little peek behind the podcasting curtain, <laughs> um, that by the time that we watch it, I think it will be available on Netflix. I think it is being wow. ushered in on July 1st. Well, that so, is exciting. Yeah, so uh, free to watch. All right. Well, Dan, thank you for enjoying. Well, thank you for watching. There's something about <laughs> Mary with me. Well, thank you for watching it with me. I'm glad that if I could see it with someone, it would be someone who saw four times the movie theater. (laughs) Well, I will hunt for you in early July as we hunt for Red October. I see what you did there. Yeah, you do. See you next week, folks. I liked this movie so much, I bought the company. No, I bought the soundtrack. Wow. It was the 90s. A lot of mistakes were made. (laughs) It's true.